in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, and I am back. And today, I'm going to be doing a review of the last three movies I saw. So, of course, the first one that I saw recently was Jungle Cruise. Um, this one, I would say it's a good family movie. Basically, all I know when I was watching this movie, it reminded me a lot of Jumanji. Um, you know, with The Rock, and then even though they're not like playable characters, but that's who they really did. I really liked, um, I liked The Rock, I liked Emily Blunt. Uh, very good. Uh, the premise of the movie is basically. Um, she's a woman in the 1920s in England, and then um, her father was an archaeologist, I believe, and there's this one flower that could cure everything, cure all. And she wants to use it to actually benefit the scientific community, but they tell her she's crazy, it's preposterous, it's a legend, and she's a woman. Um, so, the beginning, you know, all the scholars kick her out, but she finds some sort of like map or artifact that takes her to this jungle cruise and then you know you get a shot of rock and he's on like a little uh boat cruise and he has things set up you know like uh to make it seem like more than it is and of course he finds out that she's trying to get to this place and she has this artifact so he takes her on this journey and it's this wild and crazy journey and also there's this german guy you know the redhead guy um he always plays bad guys, but he's always really good. I really like his characters. Like, he was really great in Iron Man, Jesse Plemons. But yeah, so he's Prince Joachim. Basically, he wants to take the flower po powers because I think around this time, too, it was also like the Nazis. So he wants to use it to heal all of his Nazi people so that they can take over the world. So yeah, so then, you know, he calls upon, uh, you know, the people that died 400 years ago trying to get this thing what like so like that part like you know i know it was a kid's movie and obviously this flower isn't real so it wasn't based in fiction but then i think it was kind of crazy it was like towards the end of the movie you find out that the rock has been doing this for over 400 years like he's cursed like the other people you know you can never leave the water and you can't die like i didn't really see that coming but you know it's his shot at redemption and basically, in the end, um, The Rock has to choose whether he wants to rest and be peaceful because they couldn't save his best friend's daughter and they betrayed him and now they want him dead. Or if he can go live with, you know, Emily and her brother, you know, Lily and then the other uh, McGregor. McGregor. And, of course, in the end, he chooses her, and then, you know, there's this big Samoan guy in um, England. So, what I have to say is, I enjoyed the movie. Like, I would definitely take my family, like my little cousins, or I'd watch it with my, like, little cousins. It was an enjoyable movie. It's not super heavy or intense, but I can say... um would I watch it again by myself? I don't know. Like, I don't... I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. But I just... I feel like... 
because it's also a family movie, a Disney movie, there's some things that, like, if I want to, like, watch it a bunch of times, there are things that are missing for me, you know? Like, the, I don't know. I feel like it needs a stronger plot, but I'm not saying the plot of the movie is bad or anything, but I'm just saying, for me personally, you know, it's not like an Inception or a really good movie where it, like, blows your mind and you're, like, thinking about it after, you know? It's definitely more just a nice, family-friendly movie, which is what they marketed, and I got what I got. I wasn't expecting it to be this huge blow-away thing. It delivered on what it said it was. And then, opening night, I saw Suicide Squad. So Jungle Cruise, overall, I'd probably give it like a 6.5 or a 7 out of 10. And next, I'm going to talk about Suicide Squad. Now, Suicide Squad, for me, is very interesting because I am a DC guy. I've always liked DC. You know, I grew up watching Batman Begins, X-Men, uh, Justice League. I love the Justice League, um, all the Batman cartoons and stuff. So I really liked DC. Well, like One of my favorite shows growing up was um, Smallville. You know, I love Gotham. So, like, I'm a really big DC guy. But the problem is they can't deliver. And because, like, Batman vs. Superman, it was so... Like, I have to say, like, throughout the movie, even though it had, like... I don't know, like, Batman's killing people, which he doesn't do, which doesn't make sense. Um... Like, I feel like the story had a really good through line until the end. Like, you know, with frickin' Doomsday kind of came out of nowhere and then Wonder Woman is fighting. And I'm just like, how did you get... And, like, the even the final boss, like, the CGI just looked horrible. So, like, a lot of people hated that movie. And you know what? They had good reason to. But now... Like... And... It goes without saying, fuck Josh Sweden because he ruined Justice League. Because if we got what um, Zack Snyder's Justice League is supposed to be, it would have been amazing. Four hours. Like, literally, Justice League would have just been like an Avengers, like a two-part movie, like a part one and part two. Because how drawn out it is. Because it was such a good movie. But we never got that. So thanks, Josh Sweden, for fucking ruining everything. But, yeah, so... And I watched the original Suicide Squad, and it was the exact same thing. Like, the movie, through, like, 50 to 65% of it, it was cool. It made sense. But then the final, the ending, like, with Cara Delevingne being, like, the final boss, and they're fighting in, like, downtown New York, you know, it just, it was horrible. Like, it, it kind of fell apart. But... Um, so I, I think back then I said I still liked Suicide Squad, despite it being so bad, but now having watched this new one, I just saw, like, Idris Elba was a way better kill shot, you know what I mean? And I like all the cameos, like Flula, Fula from YouTube, and, um, what's his name? Uh, Pete Davidson. Sorry about that. So, like I was saying, um... Idris is like a way better uh, kill shot. And what I really liked about this movie is James Gunn. He did this movie very well. Like, he did the typical, you 
there's the actual movie villain, but behind the scenes, it's like kind of, damn, I've been in, out of school so long, but like, you know what I mean? Like the actual movie villain, like the villain in the movie was the gigantic monster. I forgot it was the, the conqueror or whatever, but actually it was the United States government who, who um, actually do do things like this, like, you know, give dictators power as long as they are subservient to them so you know kind of like with the whole viola davis also viola davis does not miss no matter what role she does she just kills it so here she is like you know especially at the end of the movie where she's like you know what you solved your mission go home and everyone starts going back trying to save the city and she's like what are you doing and i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you and then you know they knock her out but like just the emotion and the intensity like i really feel like the u.s government is like that with special or like a lot of militias are like that they're like you did your job get out don't be a hero like she did that role very well and then you know i have to say like really nice like and then even the final fight with like idris versus john cena well not the final fight but you know how he's uh you know, they knew all of this and they only really put him on this mission to make sure that the the X-Men doesn't exposed. Like, that's some real stuff. Like, but of course, Killshot got, got faster than him. Like, I think it was so, like, the actual supervillains were so interesting. Like, Peacemaker, he'll make peace any way possible to his to the detriment, which is, like, kind of what he showed. Like, he was ready to... He, was ready to, he killed... Um, the hero, I forgot the other, the captain, the hero, just because the captain didn't want to listen to the government and want to expose what was actually happening. And he was about to kill, um, rat, the rat girl, number two. He didn't deserve that. But yeah. And then very sad with the, the one that sees his mom everywhere from the interdimension. I forgot his name. And even... And I, but I liked like the shark, like this movie, I should probably look up their names, but, um, cause it's been a couple weeks now, but I just know the main ones. So Idris Killshot did a really good job. I liked it, um, much better than the first one. And of course, Margot Robbie, very, very good, very attractive. And she made the movie really enjoyable cause she plays crazy very well. You know what I mean? She is the essence of Harley Quinn, really. And then, you know, I love how the entire movie was foreshadowing, like, what is she going to do with the javelins, the thunderstick? And, of course, what she does is she puts it through the eye of the... I honestly thought it was going to do more. Like, when she, like, stuck the javelin in its eye, I didn't expect her to, like, go into a pool of the mucus membrane and stuff. But that happened. So I would say it's a really good movie. I like how Damn. Sorry. I like how it really I like James Gunn's take. James Gunn he did Guardians of the Galaxy as many people know. So I I didn't even know he was one that directed the movie until like after, but I was like, wow, that 
movie was really good and it makes sense because James Gunn he's a really good director he tells really good stories and you know there were some magnificent shots and I liked the the like especially at the nightclub like the dark and the reds it was very good um yeah and now the last movie which is a movie I actually watched yesterday so I know a little bit better and that was Free Guy. That, what I liked about the movie was that although I saw things coming, it was still very enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like, um, at the beginning when it shows the interview of uh, Keys, how they made this like crazy AI that learned stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, he changes in the movie once he meets the girl, um, Millie. I was like, wow, well, obviously. And then she said at the beginning, oh, she's suing them because he took our code. I was like, obviously, he like he's learning because it's their code from making like a real AI. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's a very, and it was like so obvious too. Like, I'm like sitting there like girl how do you not know he's in love with you like obviously he likes bubblegum and swing sets because that's what like how are you not doing the math like if you know if you're saying all of these people come from your code and stuff and he based the lonely guy off of himself being down bad for her how are you not doing the math that hey maybe he likes all this stuff because he knows i like this stuff and he made all of this for himself like so dumb and then you know, of course, our boy, freaking um, Channing Tatum was there. That was really funny. Like, I like the cameos, like Pokemon and Jacksepticeye, uh, Ninja, all the actual, like, real-life streamers. I like that they had their little cameos in this game. Like, basically, they made, like, a Grand Theft Auto if it became, like, real um, AI. And I think they did it really well. It was a really funny movie. Like, a lot of Ryan Gosling's movies... He does them really well. He's a good actor. He's like it's very comedic, and it didn't it didn't feel forced watching the movie because you know sometimes things like that can be forced. But it I didn't I didn't get that at all, to be honest with you. It felt like it was kind of it all made sense. Like you know, and nothing was like too out of there. You know, a crazy mogul. What when hasn't a corporation taken the smaller guy's work or? And, stolen it or done stuff so like all the things are within a realm nothing was like too super crazy even at the end with the stupid ass um ryan gosling dude like all the names guy buddy dude really funny um and even like the whole existential thing where like hey um I'm an AI, so nothing matters, but here everything matters. It was, it even had some like really good, like deep cheeky moments. So all in all, I would say seven. So of all the movies I talked about, although I didn't talk about them deaf, I just kind of roll off the top of my head. Jungle Cruise, it's a good family movie. Watch with your family your little cousins or your children if you have them. I think it'll enjoy like a nice solid 6.57. Suicide Squad, I'd give that like 
a 9 or a 10 because it's a really good it was like my first real superhero movie especially superhero in the movie in the theaters since like Endgame so yeah and Idris he don't miss Viola Davis don't miss you know really good villain the US government and John Cena you know what I mean like even though at the end there was this whole like gigantic which they always do at the end of these DC movies there's always this gigantic hell of beast character that they have to kill last but this one it didn't feel stupid like Doomsday or Cara Delevingne in the last movie it all made sense they all built up to it you know even the freaking the dictator one of the generals was like the grandpa from Jetrified I hope season 2 comes out soon so that one definitely 9 or 10 and then Free Guy I would say same thing 6.5 or a 7 it's a good it's a good movie it it made me laugh but would I watch it again multiple times I don't know like I feel like it's one of those things where you watch it once and you enjoy it but it's not really something that you makes me like hmm, I'm gonna go see it again kind of thing but yeah that's all I have for today um, hope you guys have a wonderful day and peace oh won't he do it black people we are in our bag I literally just seen Candyman and you know um, I already knew that it was gonna be a good movie because I sat down there and I saw produced by Jordan Peele and I already knew and I also heard that it broke box office records so it was the first horror movie directed by a black woman that also um, was able to do that so you know the movie is directed by Nia DaCosta and I've, I'm so sorry to Anthony um, or Yahaila Abdul Mateen II every time I see this nigga I think he's Travante Richards I, like whenever I see him I always I always think he's Travante Richards because like when I was sitting there I was like yeah he's the he's the man from uh, Aquaman with the fish tank so um Yahalia uh wait yeah yeah or was it yeah 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 or yam I'm gonna call you yam because you know your Yaya Abdul Mateen the second so yam too I apologize but sir you were in your bag um it was altogether a great movie what I liked about this movie is it was real and I knew there were black people in the movie theater because there was at one point when she uh, when fucking something happened and then you see all the other black people are like mm -mm. like even when she opened the door to go downstairs of the laundromat and then she saw it and she's like mm -mm, we don't do that um it's a very good story in retelling like i don't know how real the candy man is like if it's actually an urban legend from chicago or new orleans or the south but what I like is, from what I know, or the urban legend I know, is Bloody Mary. You know, you go, you say her name three times, whatever. The mirror, she kill, shows up behind you and kills you. So I like that it's, everything was connected, you know? There, you, at the beginning, you get the story about this baby who's abducted 
by some crazy white woman who was researching and then you know she um dies in the they take they save the baby and the white lady walks to the fire and dies and everything's connected and then you know the girlfriend the other main character uh, brianna or tiana paris you know her father committed suicide and he was an artist so the origins really is that you know there of course was back in the day a brother the first one um who was able to do who was going around in the south painting ladies and you know there was 1800s so he commanded the cardinal sin fell in love had a baby and of course white people doing what white people do go chase after him cut off his arm put a hook in his hand and burn him alive and from then you know that kind of evil is generational so he goes so it starts happening in every generation this candy man and of course you know um the person who plays uh like the the old one from the last generation uh, not billy but uh damn like the uh, why doesn't it show me i think because it's a newer movie doesn't have a little but uh Basically, the the special man with with the hook, uh, you know, the boy, the boy screams. Uh, one works at the laundromat. Billy Billy screams, and then you know, of course, the police come in there and just shoot him and kill him. Just like that, no, nothing asked, and so he lives with this. But you know, the Candyman keeps coming back and killing people. Apparently he killed his sister and his friend and her friend because they did that thing. So I guess he falls in love with it. And then, of course, it's all like, you know, he starts, he gets bitten by the bug and, you know, his arm starts going crazy. And then, you know, this white woman was like, oh, of course, you are just coming to justified neighborhoods and just live there. But they don't understand it. And I like the little speech that he had. When he was talking to her, like, you know, the hood comes from us. Like, you know, you throw us out of basically in the outskirts of town and, you know, people don't live there. And then you give it to these young white people. And then a couple of years, they come to Starbucks, justify a neighborhood and kick the people who actually have been living there in that community for a long time out. It's a story we've all heard before. And of course, now it's like being flipped on the side because this artist was the baby. That wasn't really a big surprise to me, to be honest with you. I kind of saw everything. It had to make sense, you know. The first guy was an artist. Um, you know, Brianna and Troy's father was an artist. Father said he could jump, could live. He jumped out the window. But in the background, you could see his paintings. And his paintings were very, like, crazy-esque. It's like the same one that Anthony were doing. And of course, that's where it's all connected. And turns out that the Helen lady uh, saved them. Like she didn't, she didn't try and, uh, like the Candyman wanted Anthony, but she took him out of the fire and she got sacrificed, but he came back. And of course, um, Billy tried 
I don't know. I was, I don't know. This movie was very short. I thought it would be longer. You know what I mean? I thought that uh, he, Anthony was going to go on a whole killing spree. But where it ended, I guess it was the perfect amount of violence. You know, no one believes you. And only people really caring about the story because all these white people, these little white girls are dying. Typical thing. But in the end, you know, where Billy saws off Anthony's hand and sticks the hook in. And then the police is called and the police shoots, no questions asked, asked and tries to coerce her to say, you know, you were being attacked and you shot or we'll put you in jail. And then she says it four times. And then the officer says it the fifth. And then everyone starts dying. Poetic justice. A lot to say about white supremacy and racism and, you know, all the things that happened to the first Candyman is just still happening today, which is things that we see. Like, you know, you're crazy to think, like, you know, Jim Crow and, you know, lynching was a thing of the past, but it's still happening today. And I knew, I know, I don't know how much involvement Jordan Peele had, but I knew he definitely sprinkled it in there, you know? Kind of like with Get Out and Us, this whole bigger narrative of what oppression and slavery, how, you know, kind of like we were saying, everyone wants us. Like, they wanted um, the first Candyman's art, but they didn't want him. And as soon as they did something he didn't like, he became disposable. So all in all, Candyman was a great movie. There's a sequel, I'll watch it. Uh, Nia DaCosta, shout out to you. Shout out to Yaya, shout out to, to Tanya, Nathan. Oh, good movie. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for now. Peace.